Welcome to Ego Radio. We sit down with brilliant artists in fashion, film, and music. Our mission is to help you get in the minds of creatives and entrepreneurs who are breaking ground. It's easy to make a hit, but it's hard to build a career. How do you stay fresh and curious with your artwork and life? That's what we're here to find out. And this week, you will be tuning into a conversation with Abscon, the visionary musician, DJ, and as he stays, full-time human. We talk about balancing art with income, branding, almost its converse opposite, spirituality, as well as fear and growth. My name is Ethan. I'll be one of your hosts this episode. I'm a filmmaker and photographer, and I'm joined by Yasin, very talented photographer in his own right. Let's get into it. There's not, there's not one time I've bumped into where you're not just like dripping so hard that it's like everyone's like, yo, who, who, the, who is that guy? Like, yo, I'm always... What's uh, happening? It's just, I honestly don't own a lot of clothes, man. I just yeah, kind of yeah, recycle yeah. my fits and just try, you know, different things from different outfits. Honestly, it's just about like combinations, right? Like yeah, literally, finding yeah. the sets. Yeah, it's literally, yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, you're a DJ to music. You're a DJ to clothes. Yeah, what else, man. Um, a, a thing that I always like to tell people um, is I'm a full-time human being. Mm. Um, as we all are, but I feel a lot of us kind of just forget what it is to be human in the very various amounts of sense and like, you know, not taking care of yourself or, Mm. you know, maybe not treating certain people in your life properly or, you know, maybe killing them with kindness, whatever it may be. Right. But it's always good to remind yourself that you are human. Yeah. So 100. I think we're just a body that breathes. Yeah. Not just a a empty husk. (laughs) You know what I mean? Not just, you're not just Conrad, the musician, not just, you're Conrad the human. The human being, man. I'm, yeah. you know, yeah, man. That's definitely, uh, yeah, definitely a thing. Um, what else do I do? I'm a producer, uh, songwriter. Um, been doing that for a long time now. So, you know, in our conversation before we hit air, um, yeah, I've been producing for about seven, going on eight years now. Um, started off, you know, just looping things, and you know. Um, just creating like small little drum patterns and stuff like that and started off with a couple of homies of mine they were rappers um, or aspiring lyricists we were all like 14 years old and, yeah uh, yeah you know one of them was um, one of them went by the name of Luch and he was like more of like the hippity hoppity rapper rapper hippie hop hippie hoppy rapper you know what I mean talking about this talking about that yeah, yeah. and the other one was more of like a conscious lyricist um, mm-hmm. his name was BK and uh, we all kind of got together. There's a couple other producers that I knew of at the time, too, who was kind of like in and out of that whole scene, which uh, he goes by the name of D. Wallace. And he put me on a lot of game about production and, um, you know, taught me a little bit of things. And that's kind of when everything started. And, you know, fast forward, you know, four years, that's when I got into DJing. Um, you know, so I was both DJing and, uh, you know, producing. But when I got into DJing, that kind of took more precedent in terms of my creative energy because it became an outlet in which I can make um, currency for myself. Um, So a lot of my creative energy went into that. And I kind of not necessarily put, you know, um, music making and creating on at the top shelf, but I definitely kind of put it to the side for a little bit and kept it as more of a uh, introverted... Um, meditation, I suppose, something that I always kind of did every once in a while. Very, very, um, like for example, I was creating a lot. I was like putting out a lot of content on SoundCloud and I was pushing that a lot in SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like three years into production. Yeah. And then when I found DJing, I just completely stopped dropping stuff. I actually removed a lot of stuff from my SoundCloud. Um, I wasn't necessarily making, you know, 
A, B, C, D, E beats. I was more, you know, specifically working on the calligraphy of the A. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. that was kind of like my, um, my uh, little bit of a transition there. And then DJing really picked up. Um, I uh, started collaborating with um, the Toronto Collective, uh, DIY Collective called Blank Canvas. Um, and I really was able to... Um, grow as a DJ, but also realize, um, my talents as a DJ. And, uh, um, you know, luckily enough, I'm grateful for it. I was, you know, granted the space in, in which to, you know, show that. And, uh, I grew a lot with blank canvas, um, over the years and through doing a lot of different sets there, I, um, met a lot of other people, a lot of other opportunities that came. And, um, from there kind of just took off you know what i mean it's been about three and a half years since since around that time so yeah damn so that's like from like inception to <laughs> now like yeah. starting out being like a 14 15 year old just like messing around with your friends just out of the pure love of it to that's it man now the delicate balance of figuring out okay how do i pay my bills yeah and still continue to pursue this thing that i fell in love with as a kid right exactly so yeah no 100 percent. how how do you like I know obviously like for, for me, it's uh, kind of like the gig that I have here, right? Like right. I'm doing like a lot of corporate content and stuff, mm -hmm. which is not like aligned with like artistically exactly where I want to go. But I feel like DJing is like sick because it's like it is. you get to still do a lot of what you want to do artistically. Mm -hmm. You get a great crowd in front of you, but I, there is still that balance, right? Of oh, like 100%. You want to produce. I'm sure you want to sing. You want to take your individual music to the next level. Right. Where do you find that like that balance? It's... um still being figured out that's mm. for sure yeah, um, yeah, yeah you definitely have you have that line in um vertigo blues yes it's like uh i'm not a rapper i'm not gonna no no no, no 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 something about like hearts numb um yes okay so that's specific okay so and then right. you have you even have like later on in like the second verse a mm -hmm. duality to that yeah, it, yeah. It, so good good ear um it kind of relates actually to um the question that you asked ethan um where so that whole song is based off of, so I, I wrote that and I made that song in uh, February of 2017. So that was two years ago, well over two years ago. And that was in a, uh, a place where I kind of was like still, it, go, it goes to show how long I've been, not necessarily struggling, but definitely figuring it out. Um, it doesn't happen overnight, especially uh, in my certain um, you know predicament. But um, so how does the verse go? It's like, uh, checking my phone for texts that never come, holding on to hope, knowing that that shit's done, my heart's numb. I feel a pulse when the checks come, losing my morality, plot the next sum. Pop the next one, swear I'll cock this next gun to my dome, betting that this miracle best come, blow this high, blow this high forget fun. I'm on an edge. Uh, universal trials, trying to try to test some. Um, so that whole, that, that specific part, you know what I mean? I kind of layered the vocals. I wanted it to be very um, poignant. Um, when in, in its delivery and, 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 and specifically it relates to, you know, how I'm coping with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, the whole song is kind of a mixture of emotions. It's from, you know, getting over a breakup. Um, it's from, you know, going through own, like, you know, life, life trials, you know, of, you know, money issues and, um, being lost and trying to find your way. Exactly. Right. Kind of and in a dizzying self image. Situation. Yeah. In a, yeah. in a weird situation. Right. And then also being able to, uh, you know, figure out how, you know, it's financial, right? It's, it's financial security trying to get to that point. Um, to answer the question foundationally, how do I cope or how do, how am I able to balance it at this point? Um, 
you know, up until really recent, I was like really looking to, you know, possibly take a step back from DJing just because, um, you know, life situations happened. I moved out and then I moved back in, um, at home. But throughout that year that I moved out, there was, um, there was just a lot of bullshit happening at the place that I was living at. And, um, you know, definitely took a damper on me. Right. And when I moved back, I didn't have internet for the longest time. So I wasn't able as a DJ to update my library. I remember that. Yeah. Right. You had come over that one time with, um, everybody else from from the LPHS. Oh no, no worries, man. (laughs) Had to, you know, take care of people that come over. But, um, yeah, for a long time I didn't have internet. So because of that, as a DJ, Mm -hmm. I stopped growing. Mm -hmm. I stopped aging. Right. And I stopped experiencing a lot of stuff. So I was a lot of the sets I was going into had, you know, very, had a very tone of like a, like a very um, ringing tone of sameness. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I try to vary it up a little bit, but you know, again, it's a lot to, as a human being, there's a lot of the stuff that we deal with on a daily basis. You know what I mean? It's crazy how much, how much thoughts that you have in a day. Exactly. Right, like, yeah. And like just how many things we are aware of, you know what I mean? And need yeah. to be aware of and, and, and responsibility and so on and so forth. Right. So, um, I was going to give it up or not give it up, but take a step away and, um, really kind of just hone in on my music because that's something that that's my main passion. You know what I mean? DJing is so fun. I love DJing and playing music for people and just, you know, it's having that conversation with that crowd. It's, 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 it's such a magical feeling, but, um, based on where I was up until recently in my life, you know what I mean? I was kind of just like, I need to just put it aside because obviously I'm not seeing growth for myself and I'm not like, it, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to fall out of love with it. You know what I mean? And then, um, as life has it, opportunities come up and, uh, you know, I've been blessed with, uh, I've been blessed to be working with a couple new, um, you know, initiatives and, um, collectives, if you want to call them that, clients, or, right? you know, clients, yeah, I suppose, yeah. but definitely it's more of a collaborative thing than mm-hmm. it is a transactional thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working with a, a group called 25 hours. Um, they do, uh, both, b- both of like the co-founders, um, you know, they have a background in the, uh, in the, like the King, King street West district, you know what I mean? Uh, the club district essentially. Right. So a lot of, um, you know, bottle service clubs and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, they, uh, that whole industry in itself, you know, it, there's a lot of the same tone of sameness as well. And they kind of wanted to not necessarily get out, but change up the game mm-hmm. a little bit and try something new. Right. So they were able to, um, they were able to, uh, get this, um, club on queen street, uh, right at Dover court in queen called, uh, Do- um, wayward. And, uh, they brought me on and they're just like, Hey, we need a DJ and we would really like to, you know, work with you. Let's, let's, let's try some new things. So that's one, pl- that's one uh, group that I'm working with. Um, there's half a concert that, um, I've been involved with since the beginning of it. Um, uh, for those who don't know half a concert, it's an intimate, um, an intimate gathering showcasing music. Um, so it's, you know, we choose an artist for every month and, um, um, they get to showcase, you know, either unreleased stuff or stuff that they've released. And, um, it's, uh, it had, we have it at, um, almost half studios. It's a two floor loft in the West end by, uh, Sterling, Sterling and, uh, Bloor, like Lansdowne area. And, uh, yeah, so there it's a, it's a really, really dope thing because you really get to know the artist, um, almost have, almost 
how we are having this conversation right now. This is how essentially, you know, like an interview type of process. You got you get to really get to know the artists after they performed. And it's a really, really lovely time because it's a performance. It's a gathering of, of the community. And it's also a bit of a, a celebration as well. So I work with that and it's really organic. I'm really happy to be working with that. And these couple things have, you know, have rejuvenated that spirit of DJing um, and wanting to get back into that and really like, you know, pursuing it as as such, because, you know, the industry for a DJ, there's a lot of money to be made. There's a lot of money to be made if you if you're able to, you know, execute. So mm-hmm. yeah. uh, DJing is a very social type of in, um, not industry, but career path. It is um, from a business standpoint, I guess, uh, networking wise, because a lot of the opportunities that you said you got was through not just well, mainly reputation and the quality and people know just um, who you are as a DJ and right. they like what you're putting out. Right. I'm interested to hear um, from a business standpoint, how do you, on on your end, put yourself out there uh, to, I guess, attract those types of opportunities? Okay. Um, I think to start off, I'll probably say um, 80% of success or 80% of anything that happens for you or to you or that you make happen is by being there, is being mm-hmm. present. Um, and I'm present. I'm definitely, you know, present as uh, physically and I try to be as present um, in terms of awareness as possible. Um, and just, you know, you definitely, you grow um, thick skin being um, in social settings all the time. You kind of figure out a way to you know, navigate from a business standpoint. Um, it's just showing up, doing the best you can, trying to execute as best as you can. And, uh, you know, not necessarily so that you can get more connections, but it becomes a byproduct of that. Right. It's the same thing. Like, um, you know, parties in general are gatherings of communities of different communities of different people. And a lot of people walk in and out that place. And there's a lot of different projects and ventures and ideas that, you know, have either been birthed haven't been birthed or about to be birthed, you know what I mean? And people are always looking for different um, working gears, you know what I mean, that they could find to, you know, help with whether it be, um, you know, an actual business and organic venture or a one-time party, you know what I mean? Whatever the case, right? So, and and I feel like a big thing of that is um, you, you got to be open, you know what I mean? If you're going to be in a social setting and you're choosing a career path that you're in a social setting in, as I am right now, um, you have to be really open. You can't really be a shut off type of person. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. And, uh, was that something you, um, were you always naturally an open, uh, individual or was that um, something that you had to teach yourself when you started like music at 14 and then after got into DJing? Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, 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 I feel like almost, you know, before no, but now I'm like teaching myself to be social again. It's yeah. weird. Right. Um, no, man. I mean, to be honest, before even making music, I actually DJed first. It, it's weird. So um, back in middle school, I uh, um, I was part of the student council and I love the school dances. We all love the school dances. You know what I mean? When you're growing up in middle school, every time it was a school dance, it was dance a party. Cool. It was a community. Everybody comes together. It's it's it's, it's, a, it's a soiree. And <laughs> good word, good you word. know, and, um, you know, I always realized that we always got these DJs and da da da, and um, because of the budget, we can only get really one school dance a year. Where there was a couple other middle schools that we knew of, and they got like three or four school dances a year, just based on the area that they're from, and so on and so forth, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, part of the student council, hey, why don't we just pay for our own equipment and then get one of us a DJ, or at least then, you know what I mean? We can 
you know, we can figure that out. And they're like, okay, well, who can DJ? I'm like, I can try. And they're like, okay, let's try it out. Um, we had, we held a couple fundraisers. Um, we also, raised that thing you just said is very important. Yeah. You said, we'll just try it. And then someone's like, okay, who's going to DJ? Right. I'll try it with yeah. no prior experience or anything. <laughs> this is what I want to do. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if I don't have the experience, I'm going to try it. Real shit. And I mean, I feel like now that we're actually kind of like, you know, kind of opening this up, you know, and I'm realizing that even when I was younger, I always had dreams of just, you know, just rocking the stage, doing something, whether it was performing or doing that, right? Visualizing it before it happened. Yeah. hundred percent. And so that happened. I started DJing a couple school dances and we actually ended up having three in one year, which was really, really nice. Yeah. <laughs> breaking records. Uh, breaking records. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That was definitely a legacy that I left behind in my middle school. And mm-hmm. I was like, cool, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> and then resume, as a DJ. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, and then even beforehand, like, you know, I was really like, I was a really social open, um, flamboyant in nature type of child growing up. Right. And then high school happened and I was, I remember grade nine. We all know, we all, we all remember our niner year and it's just nuts. You go from like having curfew then to not really having curfew and just going out and doing your thing. You know what I mean? Depending on who you are, of course. Right. But that was what it was like for me. And then I got into the all ages scene, which was all ages clubbing. And that was like kind of when I got introduced to downtown and that like crazy social scene because, um, everybody was everywhere down, you know what I mean? Downtown. That was when the old entertainment district used to be in, uh, like just south of here, John and John and Richmond, you know what I mean? Uh, John and Adelaide, Peter street, same thing. And, uh, yeah, from then, uh, and that's when I really got to see like true DJs and like true, like club settings and party settings. And I was able to, um, see all that and be able to like, just take it in, take it in and Get take in that energy. Water. Yeah. Just, you know what I mean? And be able just to like, you know, I was a party goer. I wasn't behind the scenes with any of these people. Right. So I was, just, you know, from the outside looking in, but I definitely, um, soaked up that essence. And I think, I feel like that uh, that's carried with me up until now being a DJ. Um, so that definitely helped in terms of social socialness and, and being social and being open to uh, people and, uh, situations. And then of course, you know, I, uh, got with the, my first girlfriend. And from that point on was when I, you know, it was a bad relationship and I was really young and, uh, I got into definitely like a bit of about a depression and, and that was the first time I ever experienced something like that. And I, through that time, I really got to develop my introverted side and, um, I realized what it was like to be, you know, not alone, not lonely, but necessary, but more like, you know, in solitude. Right. And get comfortable with that. It's very interesting that you say that because yeah. it's from, um, a lot of people that I hear it's, Oh, I was very introvert. And then I learned how to be extrovert. I've yeah. never heard someone say, Oh, I was, I'm extrovert naturally. Yeah. And I had to learn how to be introvert. Exactly. Right. And that was the thing is that, you know what I mean? It was, I, w- I was definitely like, I definitely had that. I need to be around somebody type of feeling, but there wasn't really that. So I learned, I, I was forced to learn. And through that, I kind of definitely, you know, developed my introverted side and Somewhere throughout time, in between all this time, I guess it was, you know, after usually mainly when I was making music up until grade 12, you know, middle of grade 12, when I started DJing, um, that's when I transitioned from an extrovert to an introvert. You know, I was out and I was social because I had those skills still, but I was very kind of just like chuck the peace sign up and fade into the grass. You know what I mean? <laughs> and fade into the hedge. Right. And, um, you know, now since then I've learned how to kind of it's weird, man. It's it, substances ha- definitely have a big thing to do with it too. I smoke a lot of weed, mm-hmm. right? And uh, when I smoke a lot of weed, I naturally just not necessarily develop anxiety, but I'm more 
right now we're having a conversation. So my energy, my brain power is actually coming out of me towards you, right? When I smoke weed, it just swirls. It just doesn't come out at all. It just kind of like more so. It's internal. Basks. Yeah. yeah like yeah, it, yeah. It, it, uh, what's the word? Uh, sautés. <laughs> you know marinate. what I mean? Marinate. 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 That's, yeah. that's the word I was thinking of. Sautés. <laughs> it barbecues. You know, mm. shit. But, um, Put that brisket on there. Slow cook that. Shit, slow cook shit. that shit, man. Seven yeah, hours, yeah, yeah. bro. No, but you know, hours, you know, get real baked, but <laughs> <laughs> double entendres. No, I'm kidding. But, um, yeah, so that's a big thing. And then also too, like, the only one downside about the DJ, um, my DJ path and my DJ career is that, um, again, it's a party, right? We're all of age. We're all, you know what I mean? We're all legally allowed to drink now. And a lot of the perks that come with DJing is free liquor and free, um, substance. substances. Well, not, no, not, not drugs. I don't, I, I actually don't take any drugs. The only thing I do is I drink my drink, you know, I smoke my weed and Psychedelics and I, and I, and I, you know, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I zoom out a couple of times. Right. But, um, that's what comes with it. And it's definitely, I started drinking when I was young. That was back in those all age clubbing days. So like, we're talking like transitioning from grade eight to grade nine mm-hmm. and it's been like that. And it's always been like that. And that's something that I realized right within myself. So it's like a definite challenge to try not to not that i'm saying that i have like like a like like anything close to an alcoholic or alcoholic addiction but it's so habitual to do it all the time so like for example like you know before we started you know before we went on air i walked in i'm like yo i'm hungover dead ass you know what i mean because i you know i did a set last night free alcohol free liquor and you know what i mean and that's the thing with with that too is that because now i'm more introverted um it's hard for me to come out of my shell naturally. Right. And then when I'm out doing a, you know, a set nerves, nerves, nerves kick up, take a shot of Jamie and that cuts right through it. Right. And then before you know it, it's just, you're having a good time. You're partying while you're DJing. Right. And it's a question to myself that I have to ask whether I have to, you know, just DJ or just, you know what I mean? Either party or just DJ. Right. And do, and do one of one of both. Right. But it's definitely kind of really interweb together where I'm working on that. Right so now. you're starting to, make that line between uh DJ I'm trying to that's that's for sure that's for sure I mean it's definitely nice to indulge I'm not saying that I'm like you know getting fucked up at my sets but you know I do my set and then afterwards I go to party you know what I mean instead of just go home get my get my check and go home you know what I mean and and that's definitely a, a big thing with Toronto I feel like Toronto has a very big FOMO culture for sure you know what I mean there's always something cool or something different or something new that's going on or just you know being a part of you know what I mean so that's definitely uh something that is an influence for sure so yeah also you've been a part of you mentioned a a bunch of venues and events that you've been a part of right um, you said uh what was it blank crevice blank canvas that was one of the first people that I guess brought you in as a DJ what was your experience like with um, everyone in Blank Canvas, Just John. Um, Blank Canvas, honestly, is it's a it's a conduit. It's 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 foundation for a lot of things in Toronto. Um, I feel like it's definitely been an inspiration. It's brought community close, very close. You know, we've had people meet each other and get married. You know, through our events. You know, we've had people. You know, just meet each other. We have so many different collaborations that have birthed from the events that we've held and the spaces that we've held. Um, so I definitely feel like it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, my relationship with Blaine canvas is, you know, is, is, also been as such, it's been very synergized and intertwined. Um, 
you know, I, I put a lot of emotional and a lot of, uh, um, creative energy into blank canvas, right. Um, blank canvas has been going through a lot of changes as of recent and, um, based on what's where I see myself and how I'm aligning myself, I'm planning on and, and, and deciding and what I want to do moving forward. Right. So, um, you know, of, of course I'm still an affiliate of blank canvas as of right now, but there's a lot of d other projects that I'm involved with. And, you know, at the end of the day, what always kind of sits in the backseat, but is always sitting there looking at me is my music. Right. And that's something yeah. that I definitely want to pursue. Um, but blank canvas, man, it's, uh, it's, it's been real. It's been, um, I've had so many experiences with the team. The team is, is wonderful. The team is lovely. It, it really is a family. Um, and it's rare to have that. It's not, it's rare to have it and keep it for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's not so rare to, to, to meet people who you have a, a, a um, synergy connection. with yeah, yeah, and yeah. connection with, right? It's just you got to be able to work through the hard things and be able to work through the easy things, you know what I mean? And have fun during these times, right? So um, Blaine Canvas has definitely been um, a place that I can call home. Um, a family that I can, I can call family and, uh, you know, um, dope event. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> we, there's a lot of dope things that have happened with blank canvas. So, you know, I, I, I definitely, I definitely am grateful and I pay homage to, uh, the, all, the, the whole family there. That's yeah. for sure. You said you were, um, when you were talking about that, about mm -hmm. how your future and how there were, you, you have other projects, you have other collaboration and you yeah. have stuff that you're working on. I know that music is um, not just producing or DJing, like your own music, sing songwriting, yeah. rap, emceeing. That's you've put out a couple projects, yeah, or a couple tracks. A couple tracks, yeah. Um, so you know, up until about three and a half years ago, um, maybe four years ago, I was I had a lot of stuff on SoundCloud. I had a lot of different beats. Mm -hmm. I'm kicking myself in the ass about it because I really wish I kept all that stuff on SoundCloud. I just took it off. Right. Yeah. And I realized that, you know, as you grow, um, I've learned how to, um, use social media, um, and be able to tailor your content, um, your content output as well as control your narrative through that. Yeah. So what I should have done is I should have just privated those tracks and then been able to bring it back and create a playlist and be able to, you know, push yeah. all that out because I don't have those original files anymore. You know what's so interesting? You don't have them at all? Uh, some of them I don't. Okay. A lot of them I don't. You know yeah. what's so interesting yeah. is that I, the first time I heard of Abscon, yeah. like this entity that's Abscon, yeah. was out of reputation Real. that, oh, there's this dope ass DJ. Yeah. His music's so dope. His tracks are so dope. Yeah, thank but you. But you can't find them on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> like, out of reputation, I was like, yo, who is this guy? Like, That's you had thing. to be at an Abscon event to hear yeah. Abscon music. Yeah, honestly, a lot of it, to be honest, man, a lot of, uh, I've never really played my music in, in, in sets, like my own personally produced music. It's just, I love flips. I love the underground scene of music, right? So a lot of the stuff that you hear, you won't hear at a party or exactly. at any other place. Cause you know, it's digging, man. You know what I mean? And it's, I have a very, uh, a very, uh, fine appreciation for good music. Um, a little bit eclectic. Little yeah. hundred percent. Right. So and how do you like, yeah, you're putting out like this different, like music that's not heard often, right? Yeah. It's in a party scene. People like to turn up to music that they know a lot of the time too, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what that's what's so great about your sets. They're they don't give into um what everyone's expecting. It's different. That's true. And you like that it's different. That's, that's true. A, that's that's a hard that's a really hard thing to pull off. It is. And I mean that's the thing too, is like there's different scenes now. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I started off in the underground art scene, so uh -huh. I could 
get away with it in a yeah, sense, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm, you know, I'm not necessarily going corporate, but I'm definitely going more of bottle service clubs. Yeah, it's different. Clu- yeah, bottle it's service clubs. Price, yeah. It's hip hop. Yeah. It's yeah. top forty. It's hip hop. It's yeah. you know occasionally R and B throwbacks. You know what I mean? Or just throwbacks in general. Right. Kiss, kiss by teeth thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, definitely how I'm how I'm realizing now that I've kind of found this newfound passion for it. Um, how I'm realizing to go about it is like I, I have to set. I have to see what the playing field is. So playing field being what I can spin within certain spaces, right? And then I gotta be able to, instead of everything going in a straight line from down up, I have to be able to hit diagonals and hit corners and hit mm. this and hit and that this is to your make it interested. DJ um now? Uh, now where, where you're expanding to exactly like like based on the settings that i'm in as of recent like last night i was at apartment 200 my first set there so it's you know for me it's a pat Dead on my ass? back yeah, yeah my very first set I there know. i know that was, it was and it, and it was really good i like, like I, congratulations like, thank you real. thank you yeah. um but you know apartment 200 it's not like underground art scene it's you not, know what i mean yeah, it's not yeah, at all yeah. it's hip-hop it's yeah. you know so i had that last night i've been doing wayward now for two weeks tonight tonight will be my third and that is bottle service. It is straight hip hop. And it's still something that I'm, it's a challenge towards, um, you know, but it's cool. And then sometimes, I, like I said, I get, you know, some of these one-off sets and, you know, people are like, we want to hear some really eclectic, dope, different shit. And I'm like, ah, talking to the right person. Okay. <laughs> Yay. You know what I mean? It's a nice, it's a nice, um, uh, um, it's a nice release. That's for mm-hmm. sure. So like when you are doing these sets and even your like your other sets, you're more um not corporate, but you're you're more uh the other sets, right? Mm-hmm. How do you feel the how do you feel the vibe in a room? How do you feel the energy and kind of because uh, there's two, we're there's two like, aspects. We're to talking it, right? like clubs, clubs and and the collective events, like really um, like because there's what you want to put out, right? Like right. how because it's still you're still expressing yourself. It's not yeah. music, but you're still expressing yourself, right? So it, I, and you're feeling the vibe. So like you're right that? about that. It's yeah. um it's creative control. Mm-hmm. I'm like. That's that's all it really is. It's creative control in in events that are really lax and like more. They're like, listen, we love what you do. This is the type of music that we want to hear. That's what I always ask now. I'm like, yeah. when people ask me to spin, I'm like, what do you want to hear? You know, sometimes I'll get events that are like, hey, I want to hear some, you know, a little bit of like R and B, Erica Badu vibes, and you know what I mean, like, you know, that type of you know universe of music. So when I think when I hear that, I think you know, okay, Erica Badu. I'm thinking Common. I'm thinking um, you know some of the newer cats like Iman Omari and fucking you know Knowledge and and all these other different cats that have you know Flying Lotus that have like that type of eclectic sound. You know what I mean? So I'll tailor a set around that, right? And then kind of throw in a couple different things depending on where the energy goes. People love hip hop. That's undeniable, right? So most sets will end in a hip hop, you know, trap set because people want to wild out sometimes, right? Depending on what the energy calls for, right? That's on that side of the spectrum. On the other side of the spectrum, it's less creative control in the sense that it's like, you know, they want to hear hip hop. They want to hear this. They want to hear that. And the energy is different. It's a different crowd. It's a different way of reading the crowd and being able to, you know what I mean? Like, for example, Underground, on the other side of the spectrum, going back to the other side of the spectrum, underground parties, people dance. They want to dance. You know what I mean? If they hear something groovy, you know, they're going to shake their body and they're going to move, right? Clubs, people move, but they don't dance necessarily. And it's a weird, people flex and in clubs. It's a very mm-hmm. shallow industry, right? And that's just the truth and the reality That's how it's it. always been. That's how it always is, always is, right? So it's weird coming from a background from the other end of the spectrum where I'm expecting to see people move 
or react based on certain transitions or certain things. Mm. And I don't see that it stacks on the anxiety, at least for yeah, me, because yeah. then it's pressure and it's a challenge for me to be like, okay, how do I get these people to move? And man, then I, then I have to ask myself, okay, like I'm thinking in that side of the spectrum, you know what I mean? And I have to be able to like almost throw out what I think I know, you know what I mean? And be able to just go with it and, you know, but that's also that. cool that you're putting yourself in a different environment. It's like, yeah, it's like MMA. Honestly, if you only strike, you're never going to learn grappling. Factual. You know? So now that you yeah, put yourself yeah. in a situation where initially you're, it, um, it's not necessarily what you've been, where your foundation's built. Yeah. But you, that's good because since you're uncomfortable, it gives you room to grow. Exactly. And they always say that, um, uh, oh, it's one of those analogies. It's, uh, uh, uncertainty is the death of fear or sorry no stepping in no nah, let's be wise for no i definitely butchered it but <laughs> <laughs> but pretty much what is what it is is that you know you need when you're certain about things and you have security about things and you do things the way you always have there's no growth at all when you step into uncertainty that's when growth happens that's the quote yeah. ah, when you step into uncertainty that's, that's when, when growth that, growth that's happens. when growth happens yeah growth happens mm -hmm. right so yeah Pretty much this is exactly what it is. I'm putting myself in a, you know, number one, because I want to grow. Number two, I'm living off a necessity. So I need money. That's what's what it is. Yeah. I'm definitely, um, I hate the cliche, but you can consider me a, strugg a struggling artist. That's for yeah. sure. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. And I think it's like the way it's going and the way that um, people appreciate your more original sets, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's going to get to the point where people hire Abscon for like the Abscon sound. Yeah. Where it's like, I want you to do you. Well, that's essentially the, where that's I'm the trying goal, to get right? to. So yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, uh, I guess I'll kind of share, um, you know, with, uh, with the world and the streams. My, you know, my, uh, sorry, I have a little bit of burp, so please excuse me for those who are listening in their ears. I'm not trying to burp <laughs> in your ear. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to, like right now I'm taking what I can get and I'm definitely trying to grow as a DJ and I want to be able to, you know, get to a point where like I was last year, man, like last year, I'll be honest with you. It was pay like DJing was paying my rent. You know, I worked, I worked a part-time job, so that was uh, definitely helping. But for the most part, every month I was able to pay my rent mostly off of funds that I've, you know, I gained from DJing, DJing yeah. which is amazing. Right. So last year was a great year for me, but this year it's it, probably a little seasonal too, right? It is. Like and that's the thing, right? There's more events. And that's the thing is yeah. like, it's also too, you have to maintain it, it's branding. So here's the business side. It kind of comes back in. It's like, you got to be able to brand. You got to be able to, you know, keep up with not necessarily, I, I won't call it a facade, but it is really a mirror image of what you are, oh, who you are. That's yeah, what yeah, yeah. branding is. That's yeah. what it is. Right. That's and marketing so, to a T. Exactly. Right. So right now my goal is to, you know, do as well as last year, at least kind of get better, you know, you know, closer to last year yeah. and then be able to at least live off of what I, what I DJ, because it's not a lot of work. It's just a lot of creative output within a sh very, very short amount of time. Mm -hmm. That's all it really is. Right. Two hours in one night and I can, you know, for example, get paid like two, two fifty. It's good money. Right. Yeah. But, um, the whole idea is that, you know, music is always the foundation. It's, it's something that I always want to do, go back to. And, um, you know, I have my influences like Flying Lotus. I have my influences like Flume. I have my influences like Miramasa. And I specifically name these three because they produce, they make really groundbreaking music, but they also go out and they perform like festival settings. Yeah, and that's yeah. dope. I fuck with that heavy. And I want to be able to curate more, uh, you know, Kei as well. He does yeah. these 
bang out festivals. They're nuts. If you've been to a Catronado show, you know what I'm talking about. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that's the goal. You know, festivals are definitely the goal. I want to be able to, you know, have a curated experience visually, um, you know, sound wise, smell, uh, taste. smell, believe it or not, smell, taste. Okay. This is a bit of a side story, but I went to Justice, um, which is like an old electro duo from, from back in the two thousands. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went to the, uh, I went to see them at way, uh, way home. Right. And it was on was the Friday. Like, when was that last year? That was last year oh. or no, the year before the year oh, before 20, the, the, the last way home. Pretty much. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, there was a part it during, during the, the performance where it was like, it was cool, man. Like it's kind of started off where like, you know, the stage was like, you know, just a regular kind of like electro type stage. And then throughout the performance, like certain like lights and screens would like kind of move and like become all kind of like dystopian and like just different angled and very jagged and whatnot. And like created like this real, real dystopian kind of post-apocalyptic type of feel to it, especially through, that the was lighting? through the lighting and through like the way that the stage arms were set up. Like it was literally like these things that like were moving, moving, moving across the thing. And I was like, that was, that's such a cool curated experience. Yeah, yeah. But then it got to a point where it kind of came, you know, uniform again and a little bit more, you know, uh, cleaner and it this song started it like kind of let out into like this crazy um uh electronic ballad and then as it started happening it was like it was like black screens them lit up in the middle and then the black screen started turning like lightly blue or like really dark blue and then it was like a sunrise and as the sun was coming up i i don't know if they curated this or what they did but it was you could smell the most freshest smell amongst the crowd like it was like it was like, like, like pines or something. It like was that. yeah, not yeah. even pines. It was like flowers and like like it was like a spring beachy type of smell. Like and they I had someone spray Febreze sunshine. Yeah, yeah. Like, or something, or they had like a tank and it just let it out, you know, into yeah. the smoke Yo, or something should, like that. You should but, do yeah. a festival and then after do poison gas. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the set. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be the hardest set. Yeah. <laughs> hardest set. You know, honestly, if I was some like you know some. You know, making some distortion music yeah. and some like some shit. If like you were that. psychotic but knew how to put together, you event. know, that's that's definitely one of those one of those things that you know. The greatest and last <laughs> show of your life. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't think I would ever do that. <laughs> but um, I mean, we can say that one for Yasin. <laughs> but yeah, yeah no. We'll do, we'll do an ego show, you know. Right, but going back to like you know visually and even smells and and stuff like yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah. Like that's the type of um, that's end goal at least for. Um, short-term goals mm -hmm, mm -hmm. long-term goals are even farther than that you yeah. know, trying to you know trying to do other things and so you know what, what it comes when it kind of comes down to is that um moving forward as you know as as recent as can be i want to be able to you know kind of pick and choose my sets and th do do certain shows and as my music kind of progresses and i keep dropping more things you know as an artist does they start to do shows and then eventually they do a tour and then eventually they travel and you know that's what it is and that's kind of like the goal that I'm, I'm working towards right now. It's just, uh, dealing with life struggles and that's all it is. You know step what I mean? by step, right? That's it. Yeah. Day, by, day at a time. That's pretty cool. You know what? Speaking of, um, your growth right now, you're in an interesting phase right now because you've all, you're currently in that, I guess, beginning chapters of something new yeah. and you're figuring that out. Um, you have this interesting part in your song, the becoming and the becoming. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a rapper, bro. Yeah. It's something like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, just, like just quote it. Yeah. Shrooms, um, trying to figure out. Shrooming, yeah, yeah. Um, trying to see vision. Yeah, so it's uh, like trying to figure shit out. Yeah, I, I'll have continue, shit continue, figured continue, out, yeah. whatever. <laughs> so I'm curious to hear, like, that experience that you're having, um, 
did you come across the clarity that was trying to be revealed to you? I feel like um, I see it. I'm aware of it. It's there a lot. Can we, go, can we go into the lines first? Just yeah, so like, for sure. Yeah. Um, so it's like, <laughs> it's like, uh, illusions got these eyes up on a trip, a shrooming and seeking through visions, man. Honestly, I'm trying to figure out shit. Well, I haven't figured out shit. No, the reasons in which I fulfill weight, emotions I choose not to spill. It's a shame I cool with the demons I should kill. Um, so, uh, illusions got these eyes up on a trip. Obviously I'm shrooming out, you know what I mean? Shrooming and tripping through visions. Um, and, kind of to answer your question, I feel like this thing that I'm trying to figure out, it's constantly around. I'm aware of it. You know, it's, it's, it's just reality. It's, it's, you know, it's universal. Before you truth. get into that, the brain's yeah. so interesting how you can know that you don't know something, but you know that you want to figure it out. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's just, you know, that's, that's just how we are, man. We're always looking for answers. We're always looking for, you know, um, something more. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, specifically in that line, this clarity, this, this, this vision that I'm trying to take a hold of is, um, it's there and it's, it's, it's to my taking, but I feel like it's not deserved yet based on the fact that I'm not easily able to fully see it. It's like, there's a shroud over it and I know it's there. You know what I mean? And it's exactly what you said. It's like, it's like knowing, it's like knowing there's a, you know, a gold brick you know what I mean? On the other side of a door and the door is completely unlocked. It doesn't even have a lock or a knob on it. It actually just has the hole and you can just pull it open. Right. But you can't see it, but you know, it's there type of thing. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, the best analogy that I can say for that. Um, you know, the whole track becoming is like, it's a very, uh, it's a very paradoxical juxtaposed self you know realization as well as you know self-inquiry um and that's kind of how i wanted to have like that whole track um kind of come across because it's like they always say a, a wise man knows nothing at all or yeah. something or something Socrates, on the lines right like the thing he says is exactly i know nothing i know nothing right and that's the thing is like i'm trying to figure out shit but i i haven't figured out shit yeah. you know what i mean and i realize i haven't you know what i mean and so you know the becoming is a very special track to me that's for sure it's probably out of all the tracks that i made uh, besides one of the ones that are going to be released soon, Monad, um, it's probably, I would say, my favorite track in terms of just the whole message. Um, in Where terms, you are right now. Yeah, in terms of the sound design, I really went ham with the sound design. Like, there's, like, obviously, like, I'm still learning how to mix and engineer. Um, so the mix downs and, you know, the full clarity in which I want to present is not... It's, it's a bit lackluster. What you, what you see in your head is not fully, like, there. It, it definitely yeah. comes out. Yeah. I definitely am able to get it out. It's just more so the placement of the sounds oh, and, and okay. how to, you know what I mean? So it's a little lackluster in that, in that department, mm -hmm. but you know, in terms of like the whole package of a track, it, it really, it really, I, I'm your really music is definitely track. like atmospheric. Like that's is. what it feels like. You're in a space. Yeah. That's not the room that you're in. Exactly. You know, like yeah. when you were talking about the mist at that, at that, uh, the electric show you went to, yeah, that misty feeling that, that kind of like, the that's whole definitely thing. what you, yeah. My, my music is definitely aiming to stimulate, not just ears yeah. and not just your brain. It's, you know what I mean? I want you to see, it's I like, a, it's like smell, a sensory experience. Touch, it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. It really is. And that's it's a spaceship. Yeah. And like a lot of that, a lot of the, you know, that's all based off of influence. Like for me, like I love ambient noise. I've always loved ambient noise. I've loved being every person in Toronto can attest to this. You know what I mean? I love being in, you know, being awake at four thirty-five a.m. and hearing that bird. Yeah. You know, in the in, in the in the distance, right? <laughs> right. And you know, I love that. It sounds so nice, and it's like right at the dead of night. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And 
you know, water running and waterfalls or rain or, you know what I mean? What else have I had? Birds chirping, um, you know, a mall. I was in Sherway Gardens one day and I just put my phone on the table and just recorded. And I use that for a lot of my, um, you know, background sounds and, you know, the static of a TV in the background or like this, you know, the, the slight hum of it creates uh, a world. It really does. And you know what I mean? And that's the thing is if you listen hard enough, you can hear things within it. You know what I mean? I don't maybe it could just be me, but I feel like, you know, I'm not too much different from every other human being. We all have the, you know, the the uh, the um, tools to do, to, we to all, do we're that. All, we're all we aware of these. Like, exactly. Yeah. Right. And I feel like one of the most beautiful things as an artist is that you get to appreciate those little like details, yeah. you know, like. The little details about the clouds in the sky, right? 100%. As a as a visual artist, uh, the little like the the, the reflection in yeah. like a, a puddle when it's like raining, when it's right? raining or yeah. in the pavement, exactly. And it's like the same, like the little like it's those Tiny little things, things, those little details that I feel like you're able to pull together to create that, I that holistic experience. I definitely try. I yeah, mean, yeah. specifically like as of recent, I love rain. I love rain. Uh, it's just something about water in general anything that's wet Water's and has healing. a yeah you know what i mean like and i think that's why like so if we're with if i had to like mention influences and whatnot like i'm very heavily influenced for sure nestle water bottle um yeah <laughs> fucking no nah, you know what aquafina man in fiji i'm actually drinking some well this is actually not fiji water it's it's this episode is brought it's brita by, by water <laughs> water for sure water. right um and that kind of gets into like a little bit more uh you know, my own esoteric, um, understandings of things and, um, you know, everything having to do with, you know, alchemy, astrology, you know, sacred geometry, numerology, cosmic and universal mm -hmm. shit. Right. Life uh, is an inspiration. It is. It really is. You know what I mean? Um, specific influences that I was speaking on though was, um, UK. Mm -hmm. I love a lot of music from the UK. You know what I mean? Like before I got into anything that I was doing, I was listening to like, you know, heavy dubstep, drum and bass like liquid drum and bass and like you know super like atmospheric Skill pad like, like, like yeah, the, yeah. The, the the you know just as i know my music now it was the same thing back then it yeah, ranged yeah. i liked a lot of the shit right yeah. um you know but now specifically like uk sound like we're talking like garage like you know but like minimal tech garage it's like a lot more like you know because original garage music is like it's it's kind of like um Think of like 80s pop music. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? It's like the, the equivalent in the UK, right? Yeah, but yeah. obviously it's evolved, right? And now it's like this really minimal tech. So I like that, you know, um, and a lot of different UK artists. So like, like I, I really don't know anything about the scene. Yeah. But like the one thing that's coming to mind, and I don't think it's like this, mm -hmm. but his beats kind of remind me of a little bit of what you're saying where you yeah. say like minimal like tech. Yeah. Like JPEG Mafia, his type of like. Is I it actually, anything like I haven't gotten into JPEG Mafia. I'll be you straight have with it. you. I oh, have it. Oh, bro, you got yeah. to. I'll play you like one track. Actually. Okay, blessings. Yeah, yeah, definitely JPEG Mafia. Um, I will check out for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like artists, you know, King Cruel. King, you, yeah, yeah, you hear his music. It's very underwater. Mm -hmm. It's very yeah, in the sky. Yeah. It's very wet and you know reverby. Um, James Blake. Yeah. Same thing, but James Blake has a little bit more of like this weird. Not weird, but like it's a very silenced um, starkness to his sound. Um, it's very Pretty melancholy. Like it's very melancholy, yeah. but it's also you know in a sense watery, right? And then yeah. you know you have people like Jamie Isaac and Bear Cubs. Bear Cubs is like a James Blake mirror, pretty much. You listen to Bear Cubs' voice, he sounds like James Blake, but he has a bit more. He's more on the production side, more electronic production side. You know what I mean? And these are all cats that you know I really like fuck with heavy in terms of like influences and then 
getting into North America and Flying Lotus is obviously godfather to me. Um, I'm definitely a, you know, uh, offspring of his generation and, uh, you know, like the Monty Bookers and, uh, Monty Bookers. yeah, Monty Bookers, Monty Bookers, a, a mania. Like he is just a super producer. Um, I, I really need to check him out. Oh my God. I will put you on, um, Monty Booker, uh, Najee, Najee, uh, shout out mm-hmm. to homie Najee. He's sick. He's uh, also selection. Um, but he makes really, really dope music and his like, I'm, Yo, are you on selection, bro? You got, I'm be not on, on selection. You gotta be on selection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, believe it or not. You fit perfectly with selection. <laughs> I mean, heavily I've, they've, they've been a big influence of me, like, you know, all that sound. So we're talking like the pioneers of selection, you know, Mr. Carmack, Sango, um, well, Carmack is ish, but Sango fucking lack him, uh, Abjo, uh, the P, um, Esta, you know what I mean? And then, you know, other affiliates who weren't necessarily selection, but came around at the same time. So like the Catronautas, the tech loons, the, 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 um, so many different ones, man. Like, uh, just one cat, uh, uh, he eludes me, but that whole, that whole, that whole scene, man, that was definitely like a big thing for upbringing. And it's crazy too, because I listen to all their music and I realized that a lot of them stem off of the same, they're all offsprings of the same uh, generation of, of Flying Lotus. So Flying Lotus is also an offspring. And this all goes down, kind of back down to Jay Dilla. Jay Dilla was like the first Jay Dilla OG. Came. Yeah, like he was the OG that started mm. a lot of sound, man. And like he he was the first to start taking electronic influence. With that one board, right? What yeah, was it? The, the, was his, uh, his Akai the, MPC. The Akai, man. yeah. Yeah, man. Shit, but he bro. like, he used that to make, you know, n- n- hard knocking hip hop yeah, beats, but then yeah. threw in these like crazy like saucins, like, din, 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 you know what I mean? And like, it was just this crazy like electronic, you know, birth of, of brand new music. And then, you know, when he passed it, obviously he, he had a lot of influence on the people that, you know, he inspired. And from there, that whole generation of music, music had, 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 has come now. Right. So those are all, that's like a North, North American thing as well. Right. So that's the beauty of art. It's yeah. when you have something profound, uh, cause in art, it's whatever you put, whether it's a photo or, um, a track or yeah. music or whatever, it's, it's more than just a piece of art. It's a, it's a phrase of conversation. Phrase of conversation, hundred percent. So what we do as artists is we listen to other people's phrases, yeah. and how, what else can we add to that conversation? Exactly. And we just build and build and build. Same thing. It's like you hear somebody say "bet," and you're like, you have a conversation with somebody else, and you're like, "bet." <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you 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 never use it before, and then you hear it, and you're like, "Oh, I I, I can fuck with that. I can kind of I can use that, and then use it in your vernacular, and then it goes on, right? Mm-hmm. You go to the other side of the world, and so you say bet to somebody, they're gonna be like, "What is that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Same type I of don't thing. Gamble, it's wrong. Same type of thing. You, for me, it's like, and I feel like this is for all artists is that they take all their influences and they just add to it they yes but it's it's weird it's like they take and draw influence from everybody into their being and then regurgitate it out with their like like it, it's no with you can hear the influences yeah, yeah, yeah you can hear the influences but it's them you know what i mean and mm-hmm. that's kind of what a lot of artists do from everywhere you know what i mean from do the you whole ever spectrum. think about like how your inspirations influence you and whether that's like because obviously like everyone will have inspiration right mm-hmm. like that's like the foundation of why uh, most of us get into it in the first right, place, right? right? Like we're like, this is so beautiful. Yeah. I want to do something like, like this, this right? Yeah. So how do you stay original at the same time? You know, um, so, is it something you think about anymore? Because I feel like it, as it just for me as I go on, it like yeah. it's pretty straightforward. It just comes out now. It just comes you know out. I mean? now, right? At yeah. first, for sure. Like yeah. I remember, 
I remember like, uh, okay, mind you, throughout this hiatus that I didn't drop any music, I created a lot. There was a, I have a lot of content mm. that I've just, you know, a lot of them are ideas. A lot of them are not full, full songs, but yeah. you hear them, it's fly low. You like, it definitely has that fly low influence, right? A lot of it too, even, you know, it's crazy. And this is like, this is my, not, not really necessarily a theory. It's actually proven, but there's the consciousness grid, man. And you hear music, at least for me, I hear music sometimes where like, Today I was listening to Bear Cubs and like I like I've known about Bear Cubs for a while, but only a couple tracks. And today I just decided to fully get into him. Lib was listening to his album from last year, Ultraviolet, and there's a couple tracks on there, and I'm like, it just hits that like like you know the tracks playing, and then it just hits this certain part where I'm just like, yo, like I have a track just like that. You know what I mean? Like I have a track that I made very similarly with that same nuance of you know even almost down to the same sound of the perk that he used. You know what I mean? And it's like it, it kind of goes back to the consciousness grid where you have an idea and somebody else has it as well. Right. And so when I realized that, um, well, that's the thing you have an idea, it shoots off to the consciousness grid, which we all share, right. Every like single collective consciousness, collective consciousness. Right. Yeah. And then you get, you know, you get inspired. Right. An example of that was that when the Ferris wheel was invented, it was actually invented by two different people on both different sides of the world in a time where you can't, there was no email. You had to send a telegram. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, right? So, you know what I mean? So the that, when you decide, designed the Ferris wheel, you email someone about it, like, yo, guess what? Guess what? Bro, bro, I just fucking, you know what I mean? But yeah, two separate people, yeah, yeah, very yeah. similar schematics, right? Um, so it's the same type of thing. So... Um, I think even electricity was like invented by like two, like around the same time, around the exact like, same yeah, time. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's just, it, everything's connected yeah. in that sense. Right. And so nothing is really fully original and nothing's fully, nothing ever is really fully influenced. Yeah, it's a yeah. juxtaposition of both. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I was like, same thing. I listened to Flume's music and I was like, yeah, I get it. You know what I mean? Like I fully get it. This is, I would make this or I've made this or, you know, so on and so forth. It's just really a race to see who gets it out first. That's yeah, the yeah. whole exclusivity of it. Right. So <laughs> yeah, man. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you feel like, like going back to like that, that last thing you said, like the race, right? Yeah. Do you ever feel like that need to like compete? Like, oh, okay, this nah. person's doing this. Like, no, definitely not. Right? But I feel like, I feel like, I feel like that, like, like that specific, I did say it, but I feel like that specific perspective of, oh, it, it might be a race or yeah, so on and so yeah. forth. I feel it's, like it goes into it's the FOMO category, right? FOMO. Like, and I feel like it's yeah. not necessarily flawed, but it definitely, it's, I think it's the wrong way to look at it. It's not sustainable. It's not because yeah. that's the thing. That's the thing is like, just create, put it out. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Whether you're the first to do it or not, you know what I mean? But the merit, I guess, or the, the, the plus or the upside or the upside or um, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, the rights to the sound yeah, is, yeah. you know, if you care about that is, is that, you know what I mean? So, you know, Flying Lotus took, he really was like Flying Lotus when, so when Jay Dilla passed, he really took Jay Dilla's sound and made it his own. You know what I mean? He pretty much took the helm. He like, you know, Jay Dilla passed the torch. You know what I mean? And Flylo was like, you know what? Fuck, it's up for the taking. I'm going to do it. And then took that sound and birthed a bunch of homies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Birthed a bunch of, you know, d different things, right? Um, yeah, it's... I forgot the point, but... <laughs> yeah, um... So, so it's not really like a race to you. It's just nah, like a, not really. It's just put the shit out. Just put know. the shit out. Yeah. Make what you want to make. Which is, it's funny because yeah. I don't, I, I'm still not putting my stuff, my stuff out. I'm very slowly <laughs> The doing most it. reserved guy ever. Yeah, right? Just put it out. You know, just put it out. Facts, right? And that's just, they always where, say. Where do you think that like, um, cause like you have this like big like back catalog of sh like just like 
sheer like just music on music that yeah. you made. Yeah. But obviously you're trying to curate you're trying to curate um uh, a brand. But more more than that, you're trying to curate a sound, right? That's what it is. That's what it is. It's um that's the whole thing, man. It's it's we live in this really, really weird time where like yeah. rollout is everything, it yeah. seems, you know. Yeah. And some people don't need to necessarily roll out at all. It's just their shit is that good and then people just listen to it, they take note yeah. of it and then yeah. things happen. Everybody has their different ways of doing it. Um, for me, I definitely have a complex about the rollout having to be perfect. And I'm realizing that I'm slowly letting go of that complex and, you know, diminish it um, time after time. So I'm a little hot. So I'm just going to take off my sweater first. Go for it. Go for it. Um, and yeah, man, just uh, figuring it out in that sense. Um, being able to, uh, yeah, let go of that complex and just kind of release stuff, which is why I'm doing like three tracks a week. At one point, it just got to the point where I was like, you know, what the fuck am I doing? Let me just drop this music because it's been way too long. And so I did. And already, you know, it's like, oh, I should have done this a while, a long time ago. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And so that's kind of like the realization that I'm at as of right now. But yeah. So. On, on because you were saying about kind of going back about how uh, kind of not... Well, maybe OGs, but mm. um, the people who came before you, how they put something out and then it inspires the next wave of um, mu DJs, musicians. Yeah. Um, you're pretty seasoned or you're pretty much a veteran in my eyes, at least. Yeah. If you, if you get past six months, bro, you're a veteran. But <laughs> I have years under the belt, um, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to know, like, for the next wave of people coming out after you, are there any pieces of advice or anything you'd like to say? Like, say you have them in a crowd right now. Is there anything, any piece of knowledge that you'd like to tell them? Keep your ears open. Um, always have an open mind. Imagine, 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 imagine. Create, create, create. And these are um, things you'd like to hear when you were in the beginning phases. Too. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's also discipline. You know what I mean? Um I love what I do, but I have discipline issues. So it, it, it obstructs what I love to do. Right. And that's just based on life as well. So for the young cats, if you're, you know, if you're 14, 15, 16, fuck even 11, Six. 11, I mean, I'm sorry if I'm swearing, but you know, <laughs> if you're a fucking four, <laughs> you know, but if you're listening to this and you're young or, you know, you have little brothers or little sisters, whatever the case, you or know screw I mean? even if you're not young, but you're just starting out or just even starting out right now, born, you know what I mean? Yeah. But specifically I was saying if you're young and you have the time and the resources and you, for the most part you're being taken care of and you know, you have a talent, don't stop working, mm -hmm. keep creating, yeah. keep your ears open. Even if you're making stuff that sounds identical to whatever is influencing you that's okay because you'll find out your way you gotta enough. go through that you, you have to go through it yeah. that's all it is yeah um and uh don't stop believing in yourself real, real shit because you know what i mean that'll that'll be your biggest downfall beautifully said. i think that's like that's so key and i, I think we've talked about it a couple times on the podcast before but like belief in yourself is like the fundamental uh it's it's like it's like the the corny but true but yeah. like everlasting thing that will keep you on track to fulfilling your authentic vision it's the secret ingredient ingredient yeah. to success belief is belief like in yeah. kung fu panda the dragon scroll was just a mirror that's it that's all it was you know what i mean so yeah, yeah you know 100 100 yeah. so like i know that you you mentioned a few things like collective consciousness yeah. or the, the consciousness grid you said yeah 
and uh, sacred geometry. Yes. And this fits into kind of like new age, like spirituality, that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's like the box that it's kind of put into now. Yeah. Though, sure. yeah whatever, if you had to put into a category, that's yeah. where it would go. Yeah. How does that, um, does that fit into your influence of, obviously as a person it does, like does that go into your music and like the it way? Does. It's, yeah. It does. Well, music is just vibrations. Yeah. Everything is vibrations. Yeah. Right? But yeah. music is... A, a complex array of vibrations that that, uh-huh. that make people feel and make people do things and you know just feel a ways and so on and so forth um specifically well that's the thing is like you know this new age you know mysticism this new age esotericism this new age spirituality movement whatever whatever it may have you all it really is is just insight and knowledge of life itself yeah. that's all it is yeah. right and um you know it definitely influences my music because I, I look at, I look at music really different now. You're like, 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 like down to like, not just, okay, this is a kick in the snare. Okay. This is this BPM. Okay. Um, this is this genre, but more so specifically like what feeling does it evoke? What is being talked about? You know, how is it mixed down? You know what I mean? And what key is it in? You know what I mean? And what type of energy does it get off, give off? That's kind of like how I look at music now. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like it's like it's more about the the emotion of the snare, the emotion of the kick. It's not and about how the everything. Kick. It's, it's, it's not about the technicals. It's about in, what the technicals evoke. Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's just like a small little part of you know a bigger thing where it's yeah. just like you know um, you hear, for example, let me just name a song that we all know. Okay, Antidote by by Travis Scott. Sure, sure. Right. It's a dark song. Don't get me wrong. It's hard. You hear it and you want to wild out, right? And it, it, to me, that's it, it's more of a. If I had to, re- this is all esotericism. If I had to relate it to something, it's out of the seven chakras. It's closest to root chakra. It's about survival. It's red. Yeah. When I think of antidote, I think red. Why? Because it's very animalistic. It's very primal. It's very you know instinctual. Don't you open up? The- it's it's talking about very um, desirable wants and and mm. needs. Um, based on, you know, it's, it's all a dark concept, right? Yeah, even and the then name antidote, antidote, exactly to, what, death? to like, death or yeah. to, you know, to life that you don't want to live, whatever yeah, the case, yeah, right. Yeah, That's yeah. what the whole culture is. You know what yeah. I mean? Then I think of things like, you know, uh, flying Lotus just, I always refer back to flying Lotus because he really is, um, the cosmos manifest, if I had to say it <laughs> through his music. I mean, That's you know, <laughs> right. Like, you know, he has his new album, yeah. uh, Flamagra, um, really great album. Amazing. If you haven't heard it, go listen yeah. to it. It's yeah, fucking great. Um, there's a sp- specific track, um, that he features, uh, what's her name? Uh, 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 Solange, Solange. Yeah. That yeah. track is crazy. You listen to it. That is crown chakra. Mm-hmm it makes you feel ways when you feel it at my, at least my brain tickles, like, you know what I mean? And like, mm. it's just so soothing to the ears and the content in which she's talking about is literally about the, 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 the innermost, the, the, the cosmos, the, 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 the universal yeah. love and lot of everything, right? Dude, everything you just explained right now kind of blew my mind <laughs> in the sense that, yo, that's what karma is. That's what it is. It's how they describe it of what good you put out in the world, you get good back. What, not even good or bad, like whatever energy you put in the yeah. world, that's what gets generated back. Exactly. And it's not even like it gets generated back to you. It, it's that it gets generated to the next. Like, that's what it is. That's yeah. what it is. 100%. And everything that you were explaining about music and um, how Jada, what he put out, it, the good music he put out, yeah. 
got um it came back to the next wave of people the wave and then people. whatever they put out it got put back into the next wave of people exactly so it's kind of like karma and overall it's it's not that it comes all or not it's not only that it comes back to you it's that it comes back to earth to earth everybody yeah. well cuz we're all we're all one that's what it is that's 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 the whole thing about if there's a point to you know everything you know will specifically attach it on to the you know the notion of new age mysticism new age spirituality the whole point is that everything is one yeah mm-hmm. yeah we're just individualized within well, the just one that we each have egos we're right? yeah. in the body yeah. well yeah we definitely all have egos but i mean like just everything is universal yeah. so you know us having a conversation a positive conversation yeah. actually influences everybody else outside this room because yeah, after yeah, this yeah. conversation we're gonna go about our days and talk mm. to a lot of different people and have mm. a lot of different interactions right yeah and if the energy's great then bang right so it kind of all falls into so to answer your question finally it's um it definitely influences everything in which, you know, when you hear my music, you know, it's, it's, it's certain emotions that I'm letting out, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and you hear that in its entirety, you know what I mean? Vertical yeah. blues, it's called vertical blues because literally, you know, when you listen to the bars, it sounds like I have vertigo left me right. Oh wait, that's right. You left, you know what I mean? And, yeah, you know, yeah. got the head spins, make me feel all loco. You know what I mean? It's, you know, the becoming is all about, you know, becoming and, you know, growing into a person. And that's exactly what that is. It's a, it's, it's me figuring out my shit, you yeah. know, bright. It's a, that's it, a dope track. It's, <laughs> yo. What did you mean when you said, right. I love bright because it's, to this day, it's one of the like most clean, m- cleanly mixed, cleanly put together polished. production. Yeah, it's yeah. polished as hell. Yeah. I was surprised when I made it. I was like, holy shit, this is nasty, bro. It's Knox, right? And that whole track is, um, it's just being bright. It's just, a good just, time. Just, just being a light, you know what I mean? And when you hear it, you just, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's, it's one of those... It's, it's supposed to make you feel good, but also feel like a badass. You know what I mean? And that's kind of like my whole thing with that. And, you know, in the track, there's seven eyes because seven chakras, you know what I mean? And it, it's, it's, it's all the way from, you know, that's the level of thoughtfulness. You that's, gotta, that's it, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what it is. So, yeah. That's dope. yeah. I kind of want to end it off with this one metaphysical yeah, yeah. question. Sure. Yeah. So we talk about everything coming back to earth and whatever you put out comes back. Yeah. I want to know. Um, your time on this earth mm-hmm. what's at least one thing that you want to that you have in mind to what, what's, what do you want to do before you die if you have that answer um, I actually have this answer and I'll try to make it as quick as possible firstly share my myself with the world that's all it is you know what I mean people I, I realize now for a long time I didn't realize a lot of people just want more from me they want to just hear, you know, whether I'm going through stuff or they want to see me smile. I just see that I'm surrounded by a lot of love. So, and I have a lot of love to give. So I have to be able to take down the walls and be able to do that. Mm-hmm. That's number one. End goal, end goal, which I kind of, I mean, I'm going to bring back from earlier in the conversation. Truthfully is, um, I want to learn chemistry. I want to learn biology, you know, um, to be able to get to this end goal. I need to make a lot of currency in order to do it, unfortunately, but that's just what it is. Um, I want to buy out couple hectares of land i want to dig underground i want to create a full you know um i don't want to call it an institution but i definitely call it like a center or 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 a place in which 
everything can be studied. I guess you can call it a school, but you know, I want to learn water irrigation, how to purify water. I want to learn chemistry and biology. I want to have every species of plant or, you know, not necessarily animal because it's captivity, right? But species of plant or at least have an environment in which each animal or whatever I do have is able to live freely and be able to go do as it does in its environment that it's raised Some in. Noah's Ark type shit. Yeah, man. I mean, kind of kind of in that sense, but definitely just yeah. a, a, a place for world betterment where everybody goes yeah, there to, to, yeah. to, to contribute to the world, right? A space on earth that effort to learn. Yeah, I, yeah. I suppose. And you know what I mean? And just, you know, at least... I don't care if I'm able to see it, but as long as I can start it and I can leave it in good hands so that it's an initiative to have the world be better because we need that desperately. You know what I mean? It, then that's, that's really, truly, honestly, the end goal for me. So yeah, before it's I leave. Beautiful sentiment. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, man. It was great having you. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Always a good time. This one is smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Intelligent as hell. Hey man, you know, just, uh, Always trying to expand yourself, so. Hell yeah. That's it. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Yes, thank you.